Hey everyone, welcome back to High T Hoops. High T Hoops. This is Brian Boucher at the Duke of Hoops, and I am joined, as always, by Skylar Smith. What's up, Duchess? Hello, Brian. This is my first pod being recorded in the UK, and I feel great. Welcome to London. Thank you. I've been and- here like two weeks, so it's yeah quite weird, but yeah. Well, we were going to do a pod last week on May Madness, but then we had the opportunity to go to May Madness and Leicester mm-hmm. yesterday on Tuesday. So we were holding off until we got that in-person experience. Incredible game and experience. Like that production yeah. value was amazing. I mean, it looked like the NBA bubble. It seriously did. And people might think like, oh, it's not like that. It actually looked identical to the NBA bubble type vibes. Yeah. It, it looks even better in person somehow too. Yeah, I'm sure I, I'm excited to watch it uh, on Thursday night. But before we get into all of that, because that was super fun to go to and we have some fun stories, um, a little bit of agenda today. We're actually just going to do a full kind of made madness recap up to this point. So we're going to start with a little BBL playoffs, uh, WBBL playoffs, which has been more fun than the BBL playoffs in many ways, even though there are less <laughs> games um, and less teams. But before we actually get into the games themselves, I just want to kind of go through this whole May Madness experience. So obviously we love March Madness. Um, Skylar, you know, Michigan. I went to Dartmouth, so, you know, we don't really ever participate in March Madness. But that whole concept of the tournament type feel, the different locations and regions, um, the branding and kind of the hype around that whole experience. What have you thought about the BBL going forward with this May Madness type concept? Yeah. I mean, I'm just so thankful when we even get to watch basketball this year. Like there was definitely a chance that these seasons could have not happened or been a much shortened version or, you know, whatever, because of the pandemic. Um, And so I'm just thankful when we even get to watch, but to then have this like full tournament experience, they're all in these like similar locations, the whole like backdrop the games have been super fun and competitive. I mean, I think that this is like kudos to the BBL and the WBBL for just pulling this off. I mean, it looked incredible. I'm just so thankful that they've been able to pull this off for us this year. Yeah. I, from the start of the season where we didn't even know if they would move forward with the season, Yeah. let alone like, where are they going to be playing? How are we going to handle this? And then it's, you know, COVID has raged on luckily the UK, has done pretty much the best out of almost every country in the world. Um, So it's much safer now, but to go from that to, and especially for us, like everything's BBL player. We're like, we're, Mm -hmm. we feel so far. We felt so far away in Seattle covering a lot of this and to just have it all in person with that type of experience. uh, It's just like, I mean, maybe a missed opportunity. I heard like mayhem would have been good too, but I like just going with the classics. Made madness is great. Easy to say, easy hashtag, um, easy to rally around it. But I'm still trying to figure out, is it, you know, we're newer BBL fans. Is it more prestigious to be the league winners? So the Riders won the regular season. So like Premier League, Mm -hmm. you know, Man City just clinched. The Riders won. Would you rather win the league or win the playoffs? I'm still trying to decipher like which one do players and teams think is more important and what do they respect more? Because for us as American fans, it is newer Mm -hmm. to have kind of both of these concepts you know, slam together. Yeah. It's going to say like our stupid little American brains are like, no, only the championship is what matters. Like who cares yeah. about the regular season? Yeah. Cause in the NBA, it is no one, like it's just seating and even seatings don't really matter. Like the Lakers are about to go in and are about to go into the play in tournament. Yeah. Um, and they just kind of try to preserve your health as you go into the playoffs. So it is a bizarre kind of melding of different formats and especially with the two leg system, which mm-hmm. we'll go into later. I will get into it. There was a draw Skylar in basketball. <laughs> I, I, wow, wow, wow. Felt um, so wrong. <laughs> but I also like that a lot of the teams have played in the same location. Mm-hmm. So like, I it's think it's cool they were, to see them yeah. all together. And then like, even, I mean, we'll go into like the whole experience of being able to see the games in person, but like being able to see, players from the first teams that were playing yesterday, like checking out the second games of the day. Like it's really cool to have everyone in one location. Yeah. Especially when there's no fans 
And so, you know, it's, there's no home or away team, really. It's always just kind of together. So as long as you're televising things together, you know, sky sports can just be in one location. Um, it's easier for, they can put, invest more resources into having this type of experience. It makes a lot of sense. So when there aren't fans, so we'll see how it goes next year, if they kind of continue this concept and just have it at each of the arenas or how that's going to go. But for a, for a COVID world pandemic world, where it's all streaming and no one's in person, uh, it's pretty amazing to see. Pretty ideal. And then you called out the players playlist that accompanied Made Madness. Do you want to go into this a little bit? Yes. So I, I mean, we always talk about like the different ways to pull fans in through like the various interests or pillars, as we used to say, Um, and music being one of them with basketball. I mean, it's so relevant with basketball. We see, I mean, Jake Hole's going to go play in Africa. Like they're so intertwined, but AJ um, Tracy all-star game. Yep. Exactly. Game. Yeah. Um, but the BBL players and WBBL players, they all contributed like their favorite songs to listen to pregame to like get hype. And so I just love this. Like I love being able to listen to what the teams are listening to before games. It's like a fun way to connect with them. So yeah, that's available on the BBL website and Spotify. It's called the players playlist. Go get yourself hype for these games the same way that the BBL players and the WBBL players do. Uh, do they, t- is, does anywhere say who picked which songs? Cause I would love no. to see like, yeah, oh. I would love to see that too. Cause there were some interesting choices. On yeah. There. It's like, what is a, you know, a Kennedy Leonard pick versus a Deandre Liggins versus like a Johnny Bunyan. I just want to see the difference. Yeah. What are they, what yeah. are they listening to across the board? I, would love to know what Kennedy Leonard listens to before to get her into that mindset. Or maybe she just listens to nothing. It's just, <laughs> I can see that happening she too. Just, it's just playing in her head automatically. Or Ashley Hamilton, who's like so calm, doesn't show like too much emotion on the court. Yeah. Is he like death metal before games? Like, is he going to do a shocker <laughs> or something? I would love to see something like that. I'd love to know. Let us know, Ashley, if you're, if you're listening to this. Um, and then just for some context, Uh, we wanted to go into viewer numbers a little bit. So there was the social media blackout during kind of the first couple legs of this tournament. Um, So they didn't publicly post these links on, they they had them on YouTube, but they were private links, but they weren't publicly posted. It was a little bit of like a weird gray area, but the viewership has been pretty good. So like the Raiders and Lions last night got over seven and a half thousand views. Um, Riders versus Eagles got almost 7,000. Even uh, the WBBL, or, yeah, WBBL, the Lions versus the Wildcats was four and a half thousand. Same with Seven Oaks Suns versus the Eagles. And for comparison, like the NFL UK draft, which the NFL on Sky Sports gets promoted, I would say more than BBL. They yeah. got 6.9 thousand views, so less than that Raiders Lions game. To be um, fair, the NFL draft sucks. <laughs> well, that's that's true. I'm but it's kidding. still like for us as Americans, it's like the NFL is the league. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then for like, even netball, which I, it's been on for much longer and it has like an established audience where this is just the first year for, for sky sports and the BBL and Mm -hmm. WBBL, the storm versus the pulse, the Surrey storm versus the London pulse. We might need to get into netball Skylar. These sound amazing. 12,000 views. So a lot more, but not so many more views um, for something that's much more established like that. And then like the pinnacle, which I think the BBL is always going to compete against for interest is like the NBA games. So the net suns face off. So two of the best teams in the NBA, they got 41,000 views. So that's a lot of views, something to aspire to certainly. Um, but pretty decent numbers for just the streaming. And that's, you know, I don't have all the numbers on like what they're actually doing on sky sports and in other streaming services, but a little bit of a, of a gut check there to show that made madness is, is pretty effective. Yeah. Should we get into some games? Let's get into some games. I'm excited. All right. There's a couple weeks here that we're going to combine together. So we're going to fly through the quarterfinals a little bit. Let's start with the BBL. The Riders versus the Flyers. Uh, the Riders just crushed the Flyers here. You know, the, the Flyers yeah. had a good season. Game one was 85 to 56. Um, game two was 92 to 79. But that first that first leg, 85 to 56, was just, I mean, crushing. What Any thoughts from this, Skylar, other than just the Riders continuing their dominance here? Um, I mean, we're going to like get into the whole aggregate conversation, but I just, if you're the flyers going into that second leg and you're down by like 30, I mean, how do you like mentally get yourself up for that game? It's tough. 
let's let's go in right now to kick us off on this on these legs. So it feels like it's one game rather than two games. Because yeah. just like you said, if you're playing a three game series, five game series, seven game series, if you lose by a hundred points, that's just one loss. Yep. You only need a certain number of wins to get by. But if you go down this much, this was what almost 30 points in the first mm-hmm. leg. Uh, you're just like, great. We're down 30 points at halftime. Yeah. And you're just like, how are we get, how are we supposed to come back? It's not like game two that like, let's get a good win. It's just like, seems over. Yeah. There's like athletes are like so good at just, um, forgetting, just like moving, moving on, on from losses, yeah. forgetting Short-term that's memory. Like how they're trained and it's, it, you just can't do it in this setup. It makes it really tough mentally. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how, especially when it's close in the first, it just feels like that first game is like a first half almost, um, in terms of like yeah. how you view it. It's, it's very strange, especially when you're not changing location yeah. it's, or I guess they, they did, did they, yeah, they changed from Newcastle to, to, to Worcester, Worcester. Um, but still it doesn't, doesn't feel it's still, oh, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it and let's get it. We can go into some other games where this, the draw, the, the different leg one leg versus leg two came into play. Um, but the second quarterfinal here, the London Lions versus the uh, Phoenix game one was pretty close, you know, yeah. 73 to 66. The Phoenix were showing out a bit. Um, Dirk Williams, who's been hot all season at 22. Justin Robinson had 17. Liggins always just packs the box scores with like 12, seven and six. Mm-hmm. But Matthew Bryan and Manning, NBA, um, Ross, they fought hard and got this one close in the first half. But then Skyler game two. It's tough tough what like the three-point range i think the lions made 16 three-pointers mm-hmm. phoenix was four for 25 you uh, uh you compared the lions last night to the houston rockets yeah the old school houston rockets not the houston rockets this year yeah with the houston rockets with james harden the houston rockets that lost game seven by going what oh for 26 for three-pointers <laughs> to the warriors yeah. and like broke my heart it's truly like the Lions can, if they're making those threes, they're just going to put you away. But then they can really just fall apart without them too. This one, they made a lot, 95 to 60. So yeah. just absolutely blew them out. This one was tough uh, for the Phoenix. And they, you know, they got out of their leg too. The Lions are really, you know, when, when this game was over, we're like, wow, the Lions have become their full form. They yeah. have evolved and they are going to like everyone else is in trouble if they're hitting threes like this, yep. which, you know, last night happened. So this, <laughs> this agenda is now out the window with the Raiders to Paul Nicholson's pleasure. <laughs> but, <laughs> but after this game, I was really like, wow, the lions are going to run through this if they can hit threes like this, but mm-hmm. we'll get there in a minute as we get through the quarterfinals next one. Let's skip over it. Let's we'll save Eagle sharks for last. Cause that was my okay. favorite series. Plymouth Raiders versus the Worcester Wolves game one, 84 to 82. This was close one tough. This was a close one. Jordan Williams, who I can now say I've played basketball with, or at least on the same court because he <laughs> showed up at a uh, turnpike lane this weekend, which is incredible. Check I've, it out on high T hoops. If you check have it out on already. high T hoops, uh, he is one of the strongest basketball players I've ever seen. He looked like that with other professional athletes. And then when he was on a pickup court, it was just ridiculous. I don't know how <laughs> I, he, he's incredible. He had 12. He almost had a triple double 12, 10, seven, but Ricky McGill, who has just caught fire this year mm-hmm. had 28, uh, Mike Morcel had 20. So our guy, I interviewed him Skylar, on the Plymouth Raiders pod. Great guy. Nice. Uh, also loves talking on the court. Love listening to him last night. Uh, yeah. What did you think of this kind of series? And the Raiders were able to pull it out, um, you know, in the second leg here after a battle with them. But this was like a tight series um, kind of leading into, you know, the semifinals where the Raiders have been really strong to end the season. But the Mm -hmm. Wolves had them here a little bit. The Wolves had them here a little bit. But I got to say, I've been very impressed by the Raiders the past couple games. They just they look like such a cohesive team they look like they're all bought into a system they look like they're well coached they look like they like each other I've just been really impressed by this Raiders team and I mean props to the Wolves for giving them giving them a run for it but the Raiders are strong this year yeah and this I this is one of those where I would have loved to see a series because you could see these two battling back and forth they're both really strong 
Um, but the Raiders pull this one out. And then this is the series where I was like, whoa, I need to go look at the BBL rules more as a newer <laughs> fan. The, the Eagles versus the Sharks. Um, game one, mm-hmm. the Eagles win 79 to 77. So I'm like, all right, close game. You know, Gordon had 20 and seven. Fletch had 18 and nine. Darius Defoe had 18. He just gets buckets every single time. The Sharks, though, stormed back here. They were down 17 and came back to kind of like, it's like, it feels like it was like an end of first half run, you know, with these two different Mm -hmm. legs. And then we get to game two, which (laughs) I was watching, you know, and it's extremely close. I talked to Mike Tuck uh, last night and he said it's really hard for these different legs because you're on aggregate. So technically, you know, you can win or lose no matter, you know, what the, in, the current game score is, but yeah. he said, they don't show you what the aggregate score is in the arena. Uh, so he's like, we're playing and we're like constantly like doing the math in our head. I mean, this one was a two point, so it's not as hard to calculate, but he's like, you're always like running the numbers. Cause they don't show you what the aggregate yeah. score is. So you're like confused the entire time. Um, that makes sense. Did you, did you watch this final play live Skylar or do you have to watch I did it? Back watch later? it. You did? You want to break break it down for us for a second? No, you break it down because you were <laughs> I was like frustrated by it, but you were so passionate about this. I want you to break this down. Okay, so wow. There <laughs> oh, you oh, I mean you Mike Tuck had a shot to tie it. So he yeah. he was he was close there. Um but then in that first game and then the second game Mike Tuck hit a huge 3 which you love to see it looked like the sharks were going to actually take this one away from the Eagles. And the Eagles have been like, wow, they're going to win this league. And then the writers snuck up. So at, at the beginning of the season, like when we interviewed Ramon, we're like, wow, the Eagles are like the dynasty. They're going to run through and the sharks are going to take them out in the quarters. But then of course they're the Eagles. They storm back. Uh, and they have, I think it was like seven seconds. Mm-hmm. Give it to, give it to Fletcher. I mean, give it to the two time BBL MVP. He, assists to Gordon. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call it an assist. I thought it was an assist. He's too good. He's le- he's lefty too. But like a lot of people on Twitter were like, was it an air ball? And it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a pick and roll. He's giving it up to like the biggest, the, the highest sleeper I've seen. Justin Gordon puts it in to tie the game with like 0.7 seconds left. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, wow, if the sharks don't make this one, they're going to overtime and they are like, they can maybe win this on aggregate. They get the inbounds pass in. And it is inches away from going. It's the perfect play, backdoor cut, catches it in the air, barely doesn't get it in off of the backboard. And then the game was just over, Skylar. (laughs) Series over. It just ended in a tie. Ended in a draw, and the Eagles advance. And this is where I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I need to do more research into, like, what this playoff. I, I, Like, how can a basketball game end in a draw? Yeah. It's kind of like... Do you remember when we first started getting into football and like for the first like year, every draw, it was still kind of like, I think that wasn't all right. It's that's such an American thing. Like we just, we don't do ties. And so it, everything feels wrong, but then of course you adjust because it's so normal in football. There should never be a tie in basketball. There should it not. It feels way too wrong. There should never be a tie in basketball. And I don't know. Oh, like it seems like this is historical so like this is how things have been done but like yeah. play a basketball game like go to overtime and have the overtime be the aggregate that's what i don't understand it's yeah. not like a football match that just expires and like that's no- right. that's a normal there literally aren't ties or draws in any other game in this season yeah except it's, for this leg one leg two be, i wanted there to be an overtime even though like the aggregate wasn't tied like, it seems like if a game is tied, you should be able to finish that game and yeah. see how that affects the aggregate. Well, that's why I said it is one game because yeah, it's basically exactly. like they're playing total score. And then the in between the two games is halftime as opposed yeah. to treating each game like its own independent game with an outcome. And that's yeah. where I got tripped up. But I, it just seems wrong. They should just change it. Like, uh, why? like they don't <laughs> have to stick to football that much. It's a basketball game. There yeah. has to be a winner of a basketball game. So now in the box score, if the like like let's say the Eagles win win it all, what will their playoff record be? They'll they'll have a draw in it. How is there a tie? How are they going to have a tie in their (laughs) playoff record? Like, there's going to be three numbers. There's going to be three numbers. 
and they're going to like never happen. That just seems crazy to me. Um, but quarterfinals were really fun. That's where I was like, all right, May Madness is, is a really good concept. These games are super competitive, hate a draw, but that's okay. We'll move on from that. And then we were able to go to the semifinals in Leicester last night. So much fun. I mean, we the first legs, uh, we can't go Thursday. We're going to go back on Sunday, but first of all, just shout out to everyone in the British basketball community. We met so many of you last night and after like a year of Twitter and Mm -hmm. Instagram and like messages and being on zooms together. Like we met Mike Tuck Skyler. <laughs> Finally, he was just sitting right there about to give an interview in his best sweater. Kieran, like everyone was there, which was so fun to see Selena. Um, it is a really positive community. It was just so, it was, it was so nice to just be warmly welcomed in after kind of, we've been remote for the last year. Yeah. It was super wild to see basketball in person too, after. Yeah. You know, I think it's been, it's probably been a year and a half since I've seen basketball in person. It was really wild. And it's, it's a different, different experience in person for basketball always, especially when you're that yeah. close to the court. Cause mm-hmm. even the last time I was like at a Clippers game, I think right before the pandemic started and you're in like the nosebleeds, they look right. like it still is like TV. Yeah. I can't believe how big and fast all of these guys are. And basketball yeah. players in general, like you're just like, these are, these people are insane. There's seven of them jumping 12 feet high to grab rebounds every single possession. And it's just, yeah. it's still shocking to me. Um, and that might be just cause I'm in the, the over 30 club now playing pickup where no one wants to <laughs> jump anymore, but let's before we go into pickup corner, let's go into some of these semifinals. Let's start with the Eagles riders. Skylar, do you want to give us just a quick breakdown here? Sure. So the Riders won 77-76. That's a great breakdown, isn't it? Didn't didn't feel like they won in the arena? I mean, so the Eagles were down, I think, what was it, 18 uh, in the first half? 20? I think it was over 20 at at a certain point. I I looked up at the scoreboard after taking photos. I was like, wait, is that right? Yeah. Um, And then, I mean, Fletch just like... He just pulled his team up single-handedly. <laughs> I mean, truly, I talked about this on – I went on everything, Chris, yesterday uh, between games. And the way that Fletch can just control games is really wild. Like, he just – it's like he just uh, flip switches, and then he's in control of everything. It was like him and Gino going back and forth controlling the game. Um, they have this huge comeback – Fletch has, I think, back-to-back threes. He hits. Uh, it's you're right. He hits the shots when he needs to, but then yeah. he gets his teammates involved. It's just like he completely becomes the floor general, yeah. and it flips the entire attitude. So, like, I was yeah. on one of the baselines. You were like on the sidelines, and when when Fletch started doing that, when he started having them come back, hitting shots, getting assists, Gino was yelling at the team mm-hmm. his, like was yelling at his teammates like this is not what got us the lead like we are playing scared again and, and like he struck fear into their hearts mm-hmm. and what did you say what was some of the trash talk of uh, like where where Ramon got really upset do I want to repeat it I don't know you don't have to say uh, who said it I mean I don't I don't even know who said it but there was lots of trash talk going back and forth. Gino and Fletch, especially yeah. just back and forth at each other. And it was fun. Like in the beginning, you could see like, uh, you know, Gino would say something and Fletch would kind of laugh a little bit. And then as we were getting going, it was like, it kept getting worse and worse. And then I think we ended up having like four texts for trash talk yeah. at one point. There's no trash talking allowed. Okay. BBL rule. I talked about this on everything, Chris too. Like, that like what is the line between just talking and trash talking like you have to talk on a basketball court like the refs just get to like decide what that line is between trash talk and just talk which is really hard for refs like if i were a ref i would not want to have to be the subjective person that just establishes that line that's an you're gonna lose every time yeah i mean just let them trash talk everyone wants it like it's part of the game the fans want it the players want it. Like, <laughs> what is the point of not letting them trash talk? I've never understood. And there's no, there's no fans. So they hear everything. Like you can hear everything on the court. Yeah. So yeah. like the rat, like usually those, some of those things go by like those side comments, but mm-hmm. they did not fly here. Yeah. Cause there were like little chirps that were getting called. Yeah. 
that you would never hear normally if there was a crowd. Yeah. But yeah, I they battled back in the second half. And I was honestly, I'm such a person that um, if a team is like down by a lot and makes a big comeback, like my heart just wants to root for them. Yeah. And so this was kind of crushing, but I mean, they got the, they got the, the score down to, they only lost by one. So I mean, aggregate might come in clutch for them here. Well, that's why it felt like the riders lost. Like it, if this was a series, the riders would have gotten game one and that's a huge thing to overcome. You have to get a win yourself and come back. Now the Eagles, it's like they're going into halftime only down by one where they could have been yeah. down by 20. And it's like a yeah. big win for them where the next game is basically like, unless there's another draw or something. Like, Can you imagine <laughs> if they did that again? Stop. Two series I mean, in a row. This was one of the things though, like this is one positive I will say about aggregate is, you know, sometimes in like an NBA series, say it's like game two, uh, a team goes down big like pretty early say say it's the Lakers they go down big they might pull LeBron just to rest him because they're like yeah. all right this game's no, lost right. let's get the next game let's make sure LeBron's not hurt let's make sure he's rested so aggregate right. actually it makes them play full games every game which is it makes it really interesting and it makes it really fun to watch and I, I would be I would love to have a player on to ask if like it frees them up a little bit. Like they play more relaxed because they're like, all right, let's just get as many points as we can. Right. Like we're not, it doesn't matter if we lose. Like we just got to cut this lead as much as possible. Like let's play good basketball. Let's hit shots. Let's play with confidence. Cause you're already down where it yeah. seems like the riders might've tensed up a little bit. Cause they're like, Oh, we have this big lead. We need to preserve it and like go into the second leg instead of just closing out a normal game. I don't know. I, right. You know, I, I, it's hard for me to picture what an aggregate feels like. I'm sure, honestly, like some of these players who maybe it's their first year or second year in the BBL, like I'm sure it's hard for them to adjust mentally to these new kind of rules. Like I'm sure they are like you get kind of stuck in basketball with like the kind of traditional wisdoms. Yeah. Like I wonder if they're having trouble kind of shifting those mindsets or if, you know, the coaches are having to really work with them on that. I would yeah. love to ask a player about that, too. Yeah, if they have the if the preparation is any different because of those yeah. leg one, leg two. And I think, you know, we we talked to Paul Nicholson a little bit about this, where it's almost like um, you know, if you're playing a team that you know can get super hot or you know maybe has like slower starts, or if or if there's something about them that like you think in that first game you can like jump on them a little bit and get that mm -hmm. score up, like that be, makes the first game much more important. Cause like yeah. you know that they like like the Rockets example, like if you can put them down in that first game, cause you know, they can hit 72 threes over the course of a series or something. Then you're like, all right, let's get this while we can, if they're a little bit yeah. slower and like go to the jugular. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a very strange thing, but it did make for an extremely competitive game. And that was fun. Cause at the beginning, it's like, oh, this is going to be a blowout. The writers are incredible, mm -hmm. but the Eagles would not go down. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. And then this is the, my tough series, Skylar. We've talked about this on the pod and I've tweeted it out. I mean, the London Lions are my team, but the Raiders are my side team. I've been You're on their pod. I love the Raiders. You know, Paul Nicholson is a, a great a friend of the podcast. I have a, I have a Raiders jersey. I don't have the Raiders sent me a jersey. The Lions have not sent me a jersey. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Lions. If you're, if you're listening, you know, would love those. Know if you need an address. Would love Lions. I, I, overall, BBL teams need more merch. It's hard to buy cool stuff from them. And the Lions white jerseys, I mean, seeing them in person yesterday, they are. I, they, yeah, I really them. want one. Um, but the Raiders Lions rolled in here. Um, it felt like, like a, I don't know, just like after that first game, it was super competitive. But then like the Raiders and Lions, there was like tension in there. Like, did you feel that? Or like, like yes. it was like, it felt like, oh shit, sh it's about to go down right now. Yeah. I, I don't know. know. Like we walked out, we were like walking out of the gym to like get snacks or something as the lions were walking in and just like the face of intensity on all of them. It was scary. Like, they I were icy. Why, the air shifted before that game. It felt more NBA esque. Like a lot of them were like headphones while they were warming up or some of the other teams like, but no, it's like, it felt like they're like, Oh shit. Like the monsters are rolling up. I don't know. It was, <laughs> it was a little scary. Um, they were intimidating, but the Raiders, I mean, they came in so prepared. Um, mm -hmm. it felt like they like 
were locked and they've been locked in for the past, you know, for months now where it seems like there's a little bit of magic happening with the team and the Raiders won 92, 80, 12 points they got. And we talked about this last night. There was like a six point swing in the last four seconds where the Lions were down nine. Justin Robinson had a three pointer, which could have cut the lead to six. Mm-hmm. instead misses the shot. Ricky McGill gets the rebound, puts up a floater from like nearly half court from the logo, goes in, hits the three time expires. And all of a sudden what could have been a six point aggregate is now 12 yeah. and puts the lines in a hole. But before we get into that takeaways from the game, Skylar, what did you notice from this? I mean, I said this earlier, but I was just really impressed with the Raiders. I was, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know why, but I just love watching Ashley Hamilton play. He just yeah. looks so calm. It looks like he's having so much fun. And this team. He's just, everywhere. He's somehow everywhere. He started the game with like four blocks. It seriously on like felt four like possessions. That. Yeah. It, yeah. This team just, I mean, I said it earlier, like it seems like they really like each other. Like I didn't really notice the benches in the earlier game that much. Uh, although Darian Nelson Henry, I could hear him literally. Yeah, he was <laughs> but, Love Darian. Yeah. The Raiders bench was just lit the whole yeah. time. We had some like bench chatter going back and forth. There was one guy on the Raiders bench who was making a lot of noise. The Lions bench didn't yes, want was. that. Um, During but, free throws too. Yeah. The free throw clapping and oh, like and cheering like, back guys, and forth. Come on. <laughs> Because it's totally silent in there. It's not like a normal like basketball experience during free throw. So it'd be like totally silent. And then they'd go to shoot and it'd be like, it's like, all right, all right. Or, or there was one where like DeAndre Liggins made a free throw and the Lions bench clapped. And then the Raiders bench was like, oh, nice. He made a free throw. Like it was like, <laughs> they were like mocking. I was like, yes, this is exactly what I need. I was honestly surprised we didn't get uh, texts on the bench that game. True. But we did have different refs. I don't, did we there get any, as many texts? texts? I don't know if there were as many texts. No, yeah. it was, you're right. Gino and, and Fletcher were going at it. So I think yeah. that's what fueled it. Yeah. And, and, you know, different refs, you never know. Yeah. That's um, subjective line. Yeah. But yeah, this game was, it was fun. Like I was just so impressed by the Raiders. Dusha just like, it's really wild to see him play in person because I think you get, how much of an impact he has on this team and on the game when you're really in person. Like, yeah, I don't know that box scores his his stat. Right. I don't know that his stats always show it, but he just would come in and just completely control the offense, make sure everyone knew where they were making sure everyone was seeing the mismatches. And then he would go down on defense and he would be like, blocking someone who is a foot and a half taller than him. And I was like, I don't know how he's doing this right now. He was very like Chris Paul to me where you're right. It like doesn't show up on the box score, but I think this is the reason the Raiders won is they were just like picking apart the lions and they were finding the mismatches. Like they were finding Will neighbor when like Kevin Ware got switched onto him. Dusha would find all of those things and just, okay, everyone clear out. Like I so well get into the block they're running yeah. their sets better. They just felt much more prepared and playing like a team. Like Ricky mm-hmm. McGill, obviously they have is like, he had 28, um, yeah. Ashley Hamilton. So they have the stars, even Marcel had 15 and like was dr- driving to the lane every single play. It felt like, yeah. uh, and finishing, but it just felt like they knew exactly how to pick the lions apart mm-hmm. and the lions couldn't do a lot about it. Like they always had a liability at some point that because Dusha was such a floor general and like that point guard and in the half court, they just killed them. Um, mm-hmm. And let's, let's give a shout out to, to Beastie Beastie on Liggins, which is the most, it was, it was very funny to see. I also, I'm biased here. The, the black shoes with the short socks to me, make someone look twice as slow as they actually are. It does. I kept looking at his shoes. I was like, Oh, this and is just, I was just like, it makes you look like you have lead feet, but he played some of the most amazing defense on Liggins I have ever mm-hmm. seen. He was with him every step of the way. He was disrupting him, totally getting him off his game. The yeah. Raiders like shut off Dirk. They shut off Liggins. And mm-hmm. you could really tell the Lions just, they kind of got into just ISO ball. And they're like, yeah. we are more athletic than you. We should be better than you. So we're just going to like try to will it forward. 
Mm-hmm. And it didn't work. Even like, yeah. even, like Liggins had a triple double. Did you know that? 16, 11, and 12. It didn't but seem like it. Fe- I also feel like DeAndre has stats like that a lot. And I yeah. don't realize it. Like that happens a lot where he comes in and just quietly does that. Yeah. Every like game. we talked about earlier comparing them to the Rockets and it's, yeah, I am, you know, a bit of a Rockets fan. And so like I, the lions literally just like trigger me when they are playing <laughs> like this, because it's, it, it can go from so good and so fun to watch to then just, it looks like they have no offensive system. It's so sloppy they're not making shots it's just it's really frustrating to watch and you can see how frustrated they're getting and so you feel for them and then it gets yeah. worse because they're frustrated I don't it's know. tough this for as a, a lions fans for the lions you're right i get rockets flashbacks because yeah. you're right it, it they were eight for 33 from three yeah and these were i mean they were hitting good shots mm-hmm. or they were they were getting good shots getting and good shots a lot of them were open. They were getting offensive rebounds, kicking it back out. Like they were just missing and that's their game plan. So they're kind of like living or dying by the three. And when it like this, like, like what, what Paul said, if you can pounce on them, like they did get that 12 point lead, the lions can get that back so fast. That's four, yeah. three pointers in their back end. If yeah. they just hit a few more of those, they are back in this where this one doesn't feel over because of that. They are able to score so quickly but yeah, eight for 33 isn't going to do it, especially with that last like six point swing. But this again was one of those where the Lions were fighting until the very end. The Raiders were fighting until the last second because they wanted to score more points for aggregate. Ricky yeah. McGill took the ball with like two seconds, drove down, shot a half court shot. You'd never see that because they already had the game sealed, but they were fighting yeah. to that last second. It is the good part about aggregate. And I'm excited for this second leg. I mean, I'm excited for both of these second legs because I think they're both going to be really, really fun. But I think we're going to see some dramatics in this Raiders-Lions. So Thursday, Thursday leg two, and then Sunday will be the finals for BBL and WBBL. But let's let's transition into uh, WBBL main madness, Skylar. Let's do it. So I'm just going to run through these quarterfinals pretty quickly. It seems like these happened like a month ago. At this point. It Does seems, it not? It's it seems so long ago because there was a lot of drama. Now it's just we're right. Yeah. We're getting ready for the finals. But let's just run yeah. through quick just to give some context. All right, I'm gonna end on I think the most exciting one. So let's start with Seven Oaks uh, versus Oakland Wolves. Yep. Uh, Seven Oaks. I mean, regular season league champions. They beat the Wolves 76-59. I mean, Seven Boom. Oaks. They're good. They were unbeaten at this point they are unbeaten in the postseason uh for the past five years uh they have lifted the playoff trophy in each of the last three completed seasons i mean they just handled the wolves uh uh, it started pretty tight and then seven oaks just ran away with it in the second quarter as they tend to do as as is tradition uh, moving on to the Nottingham Wildcats versus Manchester Met Mystics. I mean, dominant entire game. Yeah. The Wildcats, 80 to 64. This one really, there was never a chance where I know. it really looked like the Mystics were going to come back in this one. It was tough. It feels like March Madness uh, for yeah. the Women's March Madness tournament where like, there are just some teams who were dominant, like the UConn, Suns, Baylor. Yeah. You know, they just, they're going to run through these early rounds. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the London Lions versus the Essex Rebels. Uh, Essex Rebels is a little bit hard for me to say. Um, Lions, Six. dominant, 92 you know to it. 65 win. This one was actually pretty fun in the first. Essex kept it pretty close, and then the Lions just went on a rampage in the second quarter again, and we're leading by 13 going into the half. Um, Kennedy Leonard almost had a quadruple double. Quadruple double Queen of ridiculous stat lines 22 points 16 assists eight rebounds eight steals and we found out immediately after that game that she has re-signed for two more years with let's the go Lions. let's go kennedy we are so pumped about this we're so excited she's gonna be in london for two more years our ice cold queen almost gave us the david robinson quadruple double just yeah. eight steals too it's, it's how does she get 16 assists? That's the other thing. Like it's so many assists, all of these games. 
Yeah. I don't know how, like, 22 points and 16 assists. Did she sit at all during the game? I don't know. When I when you watch her, it feels like she has, like, the star in Mario Kart. Like, she is just <laughs> everywhere. Just like... Oh, good reference. There's your sound. Yeah, thanks. There's your sound effect for the podcast. <laughs> I'm doing more voice work on the pod audience. Yeah. Let's see how you I like, like it. it. I'm into <laughs> it. Um, and then the Newcastle Eagles versus the Leicester Riders. Yeah. Who, baby? The Newcastle Eagles pulled off the greatest upset again up until that point uh, in WBBL history over the Leicester Riders. Never yep. had a seventh ranked team knocked off a second ranked team 73 oh why do i have 73 39 as the score uh, yeah, i don't think that was the Definitely score that's okay correct. the eagles won yeah the biggest the upset <laughs> the biggest upset meaning the biggest point differential <laughs> yeah no the eagles won the eagles won uh team captain ali Gorell had herself a goddamn game 26 points seven steals three rebounds two assists one block she is lethal she is lethal. Abby Lowe had a game high 26 points. It's been a really cool uh, just season for Abby. She was, you know, you know, a bench player, bit yeah. of a role player at the beginning of the season. And now she's just like one of the absolute stars of this team. So it's been an incredible season for her. Um, Lester had beat Newcastle three times this season, and it was by at least 25 points every single time. So this yep. was... This game was just incredible. I don't think anyone expected this from the Eagles. Just really cool to see. I mean, this is what we look for in March Madness. And so I'm very happy that May Madness is delivering. Yeah. It's just, it's tough with these. Oh, it was 79, 73 together. So you're just a little dyslexic there on the, <laughs> in, the, in the old notes. <laughs> I really am dyslexic actually. But it, you know, it's tough for the writers because they lost a lot of their best players this season. Yeah. So like Christina Gaskin, who we had on the pod earlier, friend of the pod, Christina Gaskin, yeah. um, you know, they, they've just lost a lot of their best players. So like, it's not the same team. They were kind of running through the league. Um, they still have Holly Winterburn. They still have Rob. They still have some, you know, amazing players. So that's nothing to take away from the Eagles, but would have loved to see like a fully loaded riders versus Eagles squad. Cause the Eagles have emerged. Yeah. One note Moving on this. On. Oh, oh no, sorry. this is later. This is later. God, it is a month ago. Well, let's keep going. There was a beautiful, okay. <laughs> there was an incredible, I'll just do it now. A really cool moment where the Eagles uh, women's team was practicing and had the Eagles men's team on when they were playing the sharks and mm -hmm. they were watching when Fletcher, you know, got the game winning assist to Gordon and they were just all cheering on the court. And it's just cool to see that like, they're the same club and like they're right. the same team. And that would be so cool in the NBA. It would be so cool. Like I, yeah, that's not really something you see. Cause I know I was, you very unique. It felt more like college, like your women's team supporting yeah. your men's team and vice versa. You see that a little bit when there's like, like the sparks and the, the Lakers or clip, they're like, they're not really linked. Um, well, and they don't it's cool to see them supporting the each other. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Like they don't have the same. the same season. So that's why it's cool to have, May Madness going on for both of them at once. It's, you know, the men draws in women's viewers, the women draws in men's viewers. Yeah. We're all able to support each other. It's just cool to have them all together. Yeah. That was a cool moment. Moving on to the semifinals. The um, semifinals. The semifinals. Um, I'm going to start again, or I'm going to end again with the more exciting game. So, London Lions versus Nottingham Wildcats. This was the highest scoring game in WBBL trophy final history. Did you know that, Brian? In playoff history? In playoff history, sorry. Yeah. I'm still getting used to all these won, competitions. I know. The Lions won 92 to 65. Crazy. Um, this was a tough game for the Wildcats. They had one of their, you know, star players, Jasmine Joyner. She got hurt one minute into the game. Ugh, That's just going to kill morale pretty much instantly. And then the Lions like went up big in the first half. So they're feeling it. Yeah. I think the Lions are just, it feels like the whole team kind of has Kennedy's mentality. Like they just yeah. are unbreakable mentally. Yeah. I think it helps when you have a Kennedy to, to go back on and like, I mean, oh, yeah. These players are good. These got us. These people got yeah. us. You know, Kennedy, 14, nine and nine this game. 
pretty, you know, off night for her. I'm Tough disappointed. For her. 14, nine and nine. Get a triple double. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding, Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, we're completely kidding. Um, yeah, London Lions moving on to the, the finals. finals. And then Seven Oaks Suns versus Newcastle Eagles. I said earlier it was the biggest upset up until that point because then the Newcastle Eagles caused the next biggest upset in WBBL playoff history, surpassing their own achievement from the game before. <laughs> Cinderella story. Seed, Cinderella story, Newcastle Eagles. Seventh seed knocks off league champions, Seven Oaks Suns, uh, 79 to 72. Um, Allison Gorell, another triple-double. I think this is the one where they were celebrating the the men's yeah. game, right? Yeah, because they, they watched it before. Yeah. yeah. The Eagles were still down double digits in the third and then just stormed back. Gorell had 22, 10, and 12. Lowe had 20 and 8. I mean, just an absolute thriller of a game. It's so funny that these are like big upsets because Gorell, I think she's still leading the WBBL in scoring. So like yeah. they have the most lethal scorer in the entire league and they still are. I, I wonder what happened during the season, but like they are, they can come back. Like you said, double digits in the third, but Gorell can just catch fire and then it's all it's back. Um, yeah. So this, I, this was a really fun win too. And like, that's why it's like a lot of these WBBL games have been just as exciting, if not more exciting than a lot of the BBL games. Yeah. I think this uh, finals is going to be um, just like tough for us. I can't wait. I, you know, I'm a London Lions fan in the WBBL, but this Newcastle team is just, I mean, what a story. They started the season one and nine and then just completely turned their season around and sprinted for the playoffs. They've now caused the two biggest upsets in WBBL playoff history. Like what a story it would be for them to knock off the lions and win the finals. I mean, it would be insane. I, I cannot wait for this matchup. It, Cause it feels like they are like, they have magic going right now, but then it's like yeah. the lions are, do not care about magical runs. They are about no. business and they are going to beat you no matter what. So yeah. I, yeah, this one is going to be so much fun and we get to see it in person. I'm pumped. I can't, I can't wait to wait. see Kennedy in person. I know it's going to be so much fun. All right, Brian, should we do predictions for these games or what do you think? <sighs> I, it feels right. Should we do it? Let's do it. Okay. Give, let's start with BBL. Okay. Raiders, Lions. Who's advancing? I think it's going to be the Raiders. Oh. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's going to be the Raiders. They looked like such a cohesive team who just knows their fucking game plan and is just going to execute it. I just don't know if the Lions like have it together enough at this point to overcome. I mean, they're down 12 in the aggregate. They're going to have to like put together That's what's a tough. pretty impressive win in the next game. That's so my heart says the Raiders, which is what's opposite of say? which is opposite of what you may think. My head says that they went the Lions went 8 for 33. They are going, they, the lions are so hot, cold. They all have started slow yeah. this entire season and come back. I yeah. think I'm so, and I, I love the Raiders too. So it's, this series is awful for me, but I think they are <laughs> going to do it. I think they're going to win by like 15. The Raiders? Gonna, no, no, no. The lions. The I lions? I think the lions are going to win. They're going to hit the threes. They're going to hit five more threes this game. And you know, they are actually that would not help them when that would be even more, but they are, I think they're going to catch fire like they did in that second game. And I think they just, I think the, the, the Raiders just kind of punched them in the face in that first half and they didn't really know how to respond. And I think they'll make the adjustments and do it. Um, it is yeah, like, we I think were talking Lions. about the first game being like a first half and the second game being like a second half. The lions are definitely a second half team. They always struggle in the first half. So yeah. So I'm saying the you Lions still. I'm sticking to my guns. All right. I think the Lions are going to win I'm going it all. with the Raiders, so. All right. Hit Fair me enough. up, Paul. Send me a jersey. I'm, I'm with <laughs> you now. I'm on the train. All right. Riders, Eagles. I'll go first on this one since you went first okay. on the last one. I think it's going to be the Eagles. I okay. don't know. 
they have magic. I, they just like are able to put their foot down. They all trust each other. There's a ton of veterans there with Defoe and Lasker and mm-hmm. Fletcher. Uh, they have the, like the Justin Gordon and Cortez Edwards explosions. Uh, I just think that they, I was super impressed with how they fought back and how they fought mm-hmm. back against the sharks. And I don't know the riders, they, the riders should win. It seems like they have it, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It just the, the presence of the Eagles was like, all right, I think these guys might take it, but again, the, it's kind of a home game for the riders. So, you know, they get to yeah. play in Morningside, but I think I'm going to pick, I'll pick the, uh, I'm flipping from what we took, what we guessed last night, but I'm going to say the Eagles are going to take it. Yeah. I am really conflicted on this one. Yeah. I I mean, if I'm honest, I think the riders just have more, like, I think they just have more threats offensively is going to matter in the aggregate, but the Eagles, it was really wild to like see the Eagle, that game in person too. Cause you could just see, how everything that like could have been that could have gone wrong for the Eagles did like just the calls that they were getting the the balls balls were going like the ricochets yeah yeah the there were a lot of shots that were just bouncing in super weird ways like it just felt like they got incredibly unlucky in this game which you know just happens in basketball sometimes and they still were able to keep it to a one-point game they like almost won this game And so it feels like if they could just get a tiny bit more lucky in this next game, it seems like they could take it. Two points on aggregate or one. It's only one. It's only one. Yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, WBBL lions, obviously. Sorry. The magic's over Eagles. (laughs) I mean, I'm going with the lions. Yeah, let's go. We got it. We got to go with the lions. All right. Well, thank you, Skylar. Can't wait for Thursday and Sunday. It's going to be a really fun end to May Madness. And we'll see everyone on our next Sunday roast. See you Sunday.